0: With the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for a day with the King.
1: G'day. I'm Uncle Daniel, and we are looking forward to sharing another worship time with you to welcome in the Sabbath. We pray you will receive a special blessing as you join in with us. Girls and boys and Auntie Leah, welcome to you all. And Auntie Leah, who else do we say hello to today?
2: Well, I'd like to say hello to Amanda, who lives in Bonnells Bay on Lake Macquarie in New South Wales. She likes to watch a day with the King. Hello. Hello.
1: We love to hear from you wherever you live around the world. We know some children watch a day with the King on their computers because they can catch up with our program at a time that suits them best. Here's the web address on the screen if you want to explore that option. Amber, would you please say a prayer for us to start our worship time?
3: Sure. Dear Lord, please bless the children at home who have joined us. Help us to love you more. In Jesus' name,
1: Amen. Mm, Amen. Thank you, Amber. Auntie Leah, what Bible gems do you have for us today?
2: We have another Bible gem that Jesus wants us to understand today. Caleb, would you like to find it from our jewel box? Sure. Wow, look at that. What does the Bible verse say? 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20 to 21. Alicia, would you mind reading that for us? Sure.
0: Do not despise prophecies, tis all
2: things, hold fast what is good. Thank you, Alicia. To despise means to utterly reject something or to loathe it. God warns us not to ignore or undervalue prophecy. Jesus warned in Matthew 24 that false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. The elect are those who follow Jesus and the scriptures. That's why we should test every prophecy. If someone claims to have the gift of prophecy, we need to compare it with what the scripture says and hold fast or cherish that which agrees with the Bible. We need to be sure about Bible time prophecies because Satan has inspired many false interpretations, particularly about the little horn power described in the book of Daniel. The little horn is a political and religious power that fights against the people of God, persecuting and killing them for a time and times and half a time. Let's calculate this period. This chart will help us. What have we learned about the word time in prophecy? What does time equal?
4: One year.
2: What does times equal? Two years. What is half a time?
4: Half a year.
2: Very good. So we have three and a half prophetic years. There were 360 days in a year in the Jewish calendar. If you use a calculator, you can work out that three and a half prophetic years equals 1,260 days, which is 1,260 literal years. The book of Revelation refers to this same period as 42 months, based on 30 days in each Jewish calendar month. See the devotional for this week to review how we worked out these numbers. There's another time prophecy we are going to learn about when we get to Daniel 8, 14. It talks about 2,300 prophetic days. How many literal years is that? 2,300 years. Excellent. So remember, God loves you and wants you to understand the prophecies. He will show you if you put all your trust in Him and follow His leading. Thanks, Auntie Leah. Look, Braden's back.
1: It's great to be back with you all again. And seeing It's the Sabbath, let's start with a
4: Sabbath song, and it's called it's the Sabbath. It's the Sabbath, it's the Sabbath.
0: Can we sing God is my best friend? That's a good choice.
1: Um, God is the best friend we could ever hope for or imagine. Let's sing it together.
4: My very best friend is God on. From doing wrong, I turn away and fix my gaze on heaven. God is patient, God is kind, God protects my heart and mind. He is so good to me, God is my best friend.
0: Brayden, can we please sing Dare to be a Daniel?
1: You're going to be learning more about Daniel later in the study. That's a great choice. Let's sing it.
3: Jesus is my best friend. It's story time again with Dr. John.
5: Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and it's wonderful to have you back again and hello to all the boys and girls right around the world. You know, when I was in high school and I saw a man who was at college, he was quite young and he liked to preach and I got to know him In fact, I have known him now for about 56 or 57 years. And so we're both a bit older, and he became known as one of the greatest evangelists, that's a preacher, in all the world. And his name is Pastor John Carter. Well, last year I went to a country very cold, and I went with Pastor Carter, and we preached and he told me about when he preached there 25 years ago, he arrived in the city and he said, I want a hall. I want people to come and listen to the story of salvation and Jesus Christ because they hadn't heard. And some people who didn't have much faith said, oh, we've got a little hall here. It'll hold a couple of hundred people and that'll be good because people don't like going to church. And Pastor Carter said, "Ah, I want the biggest hall in the whole city. What's the biggest hall? Oh, the sports stadium. That holds how many? 30,000? Oh, I guess it will do. And so they printed out a whole lot of handbills, advertising, 100, 200, 300. 400, 1,000, 100,000, 500,000 right across the city. Television adverts, all big signs at the side of the road, come here past Pastor Carter until somebody put a leaflet on the desk of the patriarch, the boss of the religion in the city. He looked at it and he said... He's not coming here, this is my place. They can listen to me preach. And then he said something very silly. He said, Pastor John Carter will come here and preach over my dead body. Everybody was scared. You don't say that in front of God couple of days later he dropped dead and the city was so stirred up that when they tried to bury him the government said sorry we're not going to bury him in the church there's the beautiful city it's a lovely city and there's Pastor Carter Because they wouldn't let him be buried in the church, they dug a hole in the footpath right outside the church and they buried him there. And that is Pastor Carter. He's wearing my hat. And he is standing in front of the grave of the bishop, the patriarch. They would not let him be buried in the church. Because he had stirred up the people and the government so much. You know, when they had that mission, 30,000 people crowded in and 100,000 people were waiting outside. Pastor Carter buried in Christ, baptism in water, 30, 3,000 people. And God is not mocked. You know, People in the Bible, we have a song, Dare to Be a Daniel, and we're studying about the book of Daniel. It takes a lot of courage. And because Pastor Carter thought big, and God thought big, and a man thought small, and he said, You will not preach here over my dead body, God said, If that is what you wish, that is what will happen. And many people came to know Jesus Christ because of the courage of John Carter and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, boys and girls. Did you
1: enjoy Dr. John's story? Yes. Well, we have another story, another true story to learn about in the Bible. But first, Auntie Leah, would you please ask the Holy Spirit to be with us as we study? Yes.
2: Dear gracious Father in heaven, please send your Holy Spirit here to be with us and teach us your word. I just pray that you also bless all the children that are joining us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: amen. Amen. Bethany, could you please tell us what we learnt about last week?
3: Cyrus captured Babylon.
1: Yes. King Belshazzar had been so rebellious that God allowed the kingdom to be taken from him. Cyrus was the commander of the army of the soldiers who captured Babylon. Now open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. King Darius the Mede took over the Babylonian throne and started to reorganize the government. Bethany, could you please read verse 1 for us?
3: It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps, to be over the whole kingdom.
1: Verse 2 says, King Darius appointed Daniel the chief of the three governors to rule over the satraps or princes. Daniel was totally faithful in taking care of the king's money and property and governing wisely. How did the king regard Daniel? Caleb, could you please read verse 3?
0: Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm.
1: These governors or presidents and the satraps or the princes and rulers in the realm became so jealous that they plotted to kill Daniel but they had a problem getting Daniel into trouble. Verse 4 tells us why. Thanks, Bryce.
0: So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could, but they could find no charge or fault because he was fault faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him.
1: Not only was Daniel faithful to his appointed duties for the king, he was also faithful to the God of heaven, and they knew it. They had observed Daniel at the window of his house praying to God three times a day, every day, without fail. That gave them an idea about how to get rid of him. The success of their evil plan depended on Daniel's unwavering commitment to God. Let's read about it. Shemaiah, can you please read that in the next verse?
0: So these governors and satraps (laughs) thronged before the king, and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever.
1: And Jeremiah verse seven.
0: All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, and traps, the counsellors and advisers, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions
1: they used flattery to trick the king into signing a law where people could only worship him for 30 days. Secretly, it was designed to be a law against the free worship of the God of heaven. And just to make sure their wicked plan was secure, verse 8 says they reminded the king that not even he could alter the law once he signed it. Do you think the king carefully considered what he was being asked to sign? No. No. Sadly, he signed the decree. Remember when King Nebuchadnezzar tried to force everyone to worship the golden image he had made to represent himself? Does God force us to worship him? No. No. But here we have another situation where the state or the ruler of the country made a law to force people to worship in a way that God's word forbids. Well, these wicked men spied on Daniel all day. Jaira, could you please read Verse 10.
3: Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days.
1: Daniel quickly worked out what their evil purpose was in making up this law for the king to sign. This was no time to pray inside where he couldn't be seen that would dishonor God. Daniel preferred to give up life itself than dishonor God by hiding his religion. He demonstrated his hope and trust that God would hear and answer his prayer for deliverance. He would have claimed God's promises of help like the one in Psalms 50 verse 15. Let's all turn to it and read it together for our memory verse.
4: Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall
0: glorify
1: me. Daniel's behavior demonstrated his conviction that no one on earth has the authority to come between any human being and their right to worship God in the way the Bible says to. Well, the wicked governors and princes got the evidence they were looking for and rushed off to tell the king that Daniel had broken the law and therefore had to be thrown into the lion's den. How did the king... Feel about this news, Auntie Leah. Could you please read that in verse 14?
2: And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself, and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him.
1: The king had realized that these men tricked him with flattery. These wicked men used the king to set a trap for his faithful servant Daniel. He felt ashamed but the governors and princes cruelly reminded the king that the law could not be changed. What did the king do in verses 16 and 17? Thanks, Bethany.
3: So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the signets of his lord that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed.
1: Now, these were very hungry lions, and they were deliberately kept hungry for occasions such as this. Now, do you think this was the end of Daniel? No. No. Well, the king hoped not either. He didn't eat or sleep that night. He felt terrible. At the crack of dawn, the king hurried to the lion's den. Let's see what happens. Caleb, could you please read that in verse 20?
0: And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, spoke saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continually been able to deliver you from the lions?
1: And what do verses 21 and 22 say, Shemaiah?
0: Then Daniel said to the king, only forever, ever. My God has sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because i was found in i was found innocent before him and also o o, o king i have done no wrong before you
1: so who shut the mouth of the lions so that they wouldn't hurt daniel an, an angel yes an angel god is so good when king darius heard what daniel said to him he commanded that daniel should be lifted out of the lions den immediately Then the king commanded Daniel's accusers to be cast into the lion's den and the hungry lions destroyed them before they even hit the floor of the den. Let's have a look at our Torchlight, Mrs. White's writings in the book Prophets and Kings, page 543. Bryce, could you please read that for us?
0: God God did not prevent Daniel's enemies from casting him into the lion's den. He permitted evil angels and wicked men thus far to accomplish their purpose. But it was that he might make the deliverance of his servant more marked and the defeat of the enemies of truth and righteousness more complete.
1: God was able to use Daniel to help the world get to know what God is like. As a result, King Darius sent a letter to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, decreeing that everyone in the kingdom must respect and honor the all-powerful living God of Daniel, whose kingdom is everlasting. The whole world got to hear about Daniel's amazing deliverance from the lions. Jeremiah, how did King Darius describe God in verse 27?
0: He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions.
1: God vindicated Daniel's faithfulness. He continued to be an ambassador for the King of Kings following the death of King Darius and during the reign of his successor, King Cyrus. Cyrus also came to know and serve God through Daniel's faithful witness. And I pray you and I will learn to trust and obey God in all circumstances, just like Daniel did. Then we can be a mighty witness for God too. Boys and girls, put a bookmark in your Bible in Daniel chapter 7, ready for next week, when we'll have some more riddles to solve. And don't forget to download our devotionals, which review today's story. Here's how.
0: (sighs) (coughs) What do you want? You bored? Yes! Look what I got. Whoa! Look at Different that! Oh, every day of the week. Where'd you get this? It's dayoftheking.com.
3: Uncle Daniel, what are we going to be learning about next
1: week? Have you ever had a dream about animals? Well, Daniel had a dream. He saw some unusual animals in the dream given to him by God. So n- join us next week to find out the special meaning of Daniel's animal dream.
3: Uncle Daniel, can we say our memory verse once more?
1: Yes, we can. Ready?
0: Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Psalms
4: fifty
2: fifteen. Have you ever called upon Jesus to help you when you've been in trouble? And have you remembered to thank Him when He delivered you out of trouble? Bethany, what did you learn about the King today? Jesus will protect me even when it looks
3: like terrible things will happen.
2: Yes, Jesus is always there for us. We just have to call upon Him, like our memory verse says. Remember, we have a guardian angel to protect us, just like Daniel had a guardian angel who shut the mouth of the lions.
1: As we conclude our worship time, we pray that you will take these thoughts with you through the Sabbath and into the coming week.
3: Uncle Daniel, can we sing our blessing song now?
1: Yes, we can.
4: May God
3: I know Jesus loves me because he's blessed me with amazing family and friends
0: I know Jesus loves me because he keeps me safe from day to day
3: I know Jesus loves me because he gave me animals.
0: You've been listening to
3: a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.